My name is Ellen Whitmoyer Smiley. I was born on February the 19th, 1921 in Reading, Pennsylvania. I lived in a row house on Front Street with many close neighbors and all the houses were three stories and they all looked alike. We had mostly brick pavements and tarred and chipped streets. Trolley car tracks ran down the center of Front Street with the first trolley in the AM coming down the street at 5.30 AM. My uncle, who lived with us, used the noise of the trolley to wake him up every morning. His occupation was making keys at Reading Hardware. My father was a truck driver for Keystone Wholesale Grocery Company and never suffered unemployment. We were always able to find buy food also. I remember the stock market crash as my grandfather lost a lot of his investments. I was about eight then. It was in 1933 that Oliver, your great-grandfather, graduated from Williamson Trade School as a wood pattern maker. He had a difficult time finding employment in his field until about the 1940s when the war became a possibility. Then he got a job at Martin's Aircraft in Baltimore where they made B-26 bombers and so forth. His family included 11 children. His father had charge of the milk shipping station in Kimberton. At that time, milk from the farms was shipped to Philadelphia in large cans via railroad. So the Smileys always had plenty of milk. I remember how Mom Smiley sent Oliver to the store for a quarter pound of dried beef. And then she made dried beef gravy with the milk and it fed the whole family. That was during the Depression. I remember Roosevelt's election, his fireside chats, and his radio announcement when the war was declared. Regarding Amelia Earhart's solo flight, we did not have a radio, so many of us sat on a neighbor's porch, I guess I was about eight or nine at the time, and waited to hear on their, on their radio Amelia's arrival in Paris. Transportation in Reading was by trolley car and the fare was seven cents, or you could get a taxi. We had to walk to high school and it was all uphill from 1st Street to 13th Street. So we devised a plan. Five of us got together and we each put put a nickel together and for 25 cents we could ride to high school in the taxi. So it cost me a nickel a day to drive ride to school. I also remember the black market where you could buy things at expensive prices from people who were able to get food. On the day of the attack of Pearl Harbor, 12-7-1991, I was a junior in the pre-medical course at Albright College. In the next few days, a number of our young men left college and joined the military. Most of them returned after the war and finished their college courses under the GI Bill, where the government helped pay their tuition. War changed my career. 
I did not go to med school, but went to St. Joseph's Hospital for a year and trained to be a laboratory medical technician. I worked at St. Joseph's until I married and moved to Baltimore in 1943. At home, we did not have a telephone at this time until I started being paid by the hospital to work and I could afford to pay for one at our home. At this time, the Smiley family in Kimberton had a party telephone line. And a party line was that there were several houses plugged into the same line. And I remember Mama Smiley, when she wanted to make a phone call, she would get on the line and if somebody was on it, she would recognize the voice and she would say, Stella, get off the line, I want to call somebody. That was fun. My thoughts were for all the broken families and the young folks going to war. In Oliver's family, several brothers were drafted and two sisters who were nurses joined the service. I was in John Hopkins Hospital in Baltimore giving birth to Carolyn on August the 6th when the bomb was dropped on Hiroshima. And at that time, I also had an Oriental nurse and it was a little embarrassing. Now, impacts of the war. We had blackouts. We were afraid that there were the uh, Germans would come over and bomb us, so at night we had to black out all the lights. The city lights were all out, and, and we put blackout curtains at the windows. And we had wardens who would patrol the streets in the early evening to be sure everyone had their blackout curtains up. And my mother did that, and Oliver did that. They were on patrol. We took, I took first aid course. There were gold stars in the windows. There was more nationalism then, parades, decorations of the cemeteries and so forth, and more people displayed flags. Then there was a Selective Service Act of 1940 where everyone, all the men from the ages of 21 to 36 had to register for the draft. Uh, Later, it became 18 to 45 ages when they had to register. Now, I want to say something about war bonds. During the war, the government tried to finance some of the uh, expense of the war by selling war bonds. They were, 50, I think they were $50. And they did a lot of promotions to sell them. And the school kids had stamp books, and they used to buy stamps and put in the books. And when they filled the book, they got a, a war bond, and later on, those were redeemable for the cost plus interest. And one of the promotions for selling war bonds was in 1944 in Baltimore, they had the Army-Navy game in Baltimore so that the, the uh, Army and the Navy could meet halfway and they wouldn't have the expense of gasoline. Before you could buy a ticket for the Army-Navy game, you had to buy a war bond. That cost $50, but the ticket into the Army-Navy game cost $4.80. There were victory gardens. Gasoline was rationed. We didn't have much gasoline. We had to travel by train or bus. I actually felt that we hadn't really done enough and made an, enough sacrifices uh, because of all the other people in the, the United States who had lost members of their family in our family. Although all of his brothers were in the service, and my brother, uh, none of them were killed. We were fortunate that way. My happiest memories of back then were getting my college degree, marriage, and having Carolyn. 
and uh, I'm still anticipating a better world. Today I feel that people are selfish, wasteful, religion is no longer important because the churches are losing membership. When I first came here to St. John's we had a busload of people would go down to church, although we do have a chapel here in the building, but now you're lucky if you get six people to go downtown. And also, our nation has no long, is no longer a white one. It is integrated, as you will see by watching television shows.